What up, what up, Fantasy Football Hustler, back at ya. What it do, top of the morning, you already know what time it is. Let's get down to biz, shout out to the crew that is up in the chat right now, welcome back to Wake Up With Fantasy Football. Today, we are covering tight ends, everybody's favorite position, and what we're going to do this time, live. We're not. This is going to get broken down into two halves, but the two halves will be very short <laughs> compared to the running backs and the wide receivers and even the QBs. So the way that we're breaking this down, we're starting off with tight end one, who's Travis Kelsey, through tight end 14, which is all of your guys' boy, rookie Kincaid. And then the second half is going to be Dulcich, and through Ertz, tight end 15 through tight end 26. Most of you guys will not even venture that far down into the 20s, but we're going to do it for you crazy peeps who may play in two tight end leagues. Okay, I guess so, right? Yeah, that makes sense because I was about to say, it's really, to me, it's Kelsey and then the entirety of the rest of the league. Yep, that's the that's my target, and it's okay if we have the same target here because I'm going to do everything I can to put my money into Kelsey and just leave the draft with him. Yeah, he should. Kelsey's in the conversation of uh, top five in redraft. Yeah, and you know I mean? his ADP right now is five. Let's go. That's if you're playing in a single QB league, mind you. But either way. And that's if you, if you hate your life. If he went five in a, in a super flex league, I don't think anybody would bat an eye at it. Doesn't matter. He could be the first skill guy off the board instead of Jefferson, and I wouldn't be mad at it because if you play in the league with the tight end spot, he's the b- biggest positional advantage in fantasy football. No if, ands, or buts about it. So pretty much what I am recommending. <laughs> you either get Kelsey or you just stream. That's going to be one of the most popular strategies with tight end is just streaming. Like we look at one through 14. We got Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kittle, Pitts, Goddard, Darren Waller. So that's already adjusted to where he's being drafted. Yeah, it makes me mad. Yeah, Evan Ingram, Friar Muth, Njoku, Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, Chig from the Titans, and then Dalton Kincaid. So that's how the top 14 round out. And And Dalton Schultz through Kincaid, those are the guys being drafted outside the top 100. I'm targeting Kelsey. If I don't get Kelsey... I'm not going to reach up on Andrews. More than likely won't do that for Hawkinson. Kittle seems to fall at a decent value. Same thing with Pitts. But even then, I just, if I don't have Kelsey, I'll just probably wait on And I got a question for the you. Cole, Com- the Cole Comets of the world, the Evan Ingrams of the world. Darren Waller, most people that are smart, don't let this ADP fool you. I feel like most people are still going to let him fall. They, people hate him. <laughs> you know, he might, he's someone I'm targeting late, probably over all those guys, because he could lead that team in targets and receptions. Easy. I got a question for you about Kittle. So right now, I feel like this, especially 
we already know there's a big school of thought that Lance is going to be the QB, even though that's not our school of thought. When Brock is officially named the starter, now that the casuals will actually be paying attention, how do you think that affects his ADP, up or down? It's probably stable. Okay. I think people get, will get dummy. People will get dummy excited if it's Lance. They're not gonna jump out of the moon if it's the Brock. No one thinks sensible like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is crazy right. because yeah, yeah. That, that, you know what? Give me what we haven't seen and what's unproven. Yeah, I'm drafting that high at a ceiling now. <laughs> most people are not sensible. I, I wanted to say most people are stupid, but I'll be nice. <laughs> most people aren't sensible. Here's another thing. Most people chase recency bias, but if you had Kittle last year, you probably didn't get, it's just like having Najee. You didn't enjoy the sweet nectar of fantasy playoff production because yeah. they didn't make, they didn't get you there. You were, yeah. if you didn't survive, have, if you didn't make it there in spite of them, you were probably fucked. And he had one of the best tight end stretches in the playoffs we've seen in the last five, six years. Yeah, for it sure. Maybe since Maybe since Waller's like crazy stretch. But what? But did Waller even have crazy touchdowns that year? I mean, well, I'm only, talk, only the playoffs. Yeah. His year was, it was whatever. He had a thousand yards. Yeah, I think he had like oh, close to a hundred grabs, right? It was, yeah. it was, he had a fucking four yard A dot. You know what I mean? It made sense. They was yeah. all PPR, but hella peppered. And yeah, I, mean, I just remember one game in our. Tight end premium formats. It's like he scored 50 or 60 or some shit like that. Just ridiculous. So let me see. Any who's someone that you're fading tough? All of them. <coughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when I mean fading tough, like even if they're available in a round, like Kyle Pitts, for example, that's my fade. In redraft. If he's available in the ninth round, I'm passing on him. Like, not this isn't best ball where I've taken him in a couple of those instances. I'll take him in the ninth round of a redraft. That's easy. I okay. won't take him in the sixth or the seventh, maybe. Yeah, eighth, ninth. His ADP's round. 59 right now, so yeah, he's going to go higher. He's not going. He's going to go higher. Yeah. He's he's running around now, right? I've been saying this for weeks. Wait till training camp comes around. If he's not running around nicely, though. He looks yeah, like really maybe nice. that helps. Maybe that helps us because anything where they see him moving, it's gonna move him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's already he's moved up. like doing nothing. He's already moved up three weeks ago. Like he was a lot higher than ADP fifty nine. Lower. But yeah, lower, lower. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yep. Let me see. So I guess guys in so in Joku, that's probably someone, and he, he's going late. In the grand scheme of things, but let me see. He's still going as tight end 10. And I just feel like there's way too, way, way, way too much hype on a team that runs like three tight end sets like nobody's business. I'm not buying into this Njoku hype. I know a lot of people. He's like the guy that they're waiting on that they think is going to outproduce the ADP like crazy. ADP 92. I'm not sold on it. Still, that's hella high for a guy like that, man. I think cops just wait on commit. David Njoku, what's funny, like, this is what's funny about Njoku is, like, when the fuck has anyone ever seen the warrant this kind of hype? Maybe just because he's attached to Watson. But even then, this is like, this in Kevin Stefanski's system, this has Kyle Rudolph written all over it, where 
there's always going to be another guy still contributing. And like, you need to string those two tight ends together to have a QB one finish every week. I'm not fucking with no David and Joku. Unless he told me the N stands for Ninja. I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'll sign me up. The Ninja Joku? That just sounds like a Lego Ninjago or something. You know what? I'm on it. What up, Tino? So Tino said Schultz is someone who he's fading and going as tight end. Why are you on the former Cowboy, bro? Just because he ain't a boy now? You're like, oh, fuck him. Of course, man. You don't like him now. You're asking that like it's a real question. Of course he's fading him because he plays with the other Texas team now. That's funny because that's actually <laughs> one of my targets. I'll target the fuck out of some. What do rookie QBs do? Lean on a tight end? What is that system that they're going to run? Features yeah. a tight end. And then why everyone's trying to figure out which receiver to target in fantasy. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Which receiver are we going to get in the Texas, bro? Get the fucking dog shit. Yeah, get the tight end that got paid a little bit. I think just because it's the it's the offense for me. I just don't want to put too much stock it's gonna be bad. in that offense. It is. Like, most games is probably going to be horrible. But I bet Schultz comes down with seven, eight touchdowns throughout the year, but it's really going to be his yardage. Can he even – I'll give him three or four. And I was being optimistic because they have no yeah. – not reliable. They got nobody. They got nobody. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm with you. Shout out to my man, Don Schultz, man. Because that's not even a half a touchdown a game if he gets to seven. You would yeah, have to like, you'd have I'm to garbage. Hey, if they're terrible, garbage time, give me money. Yeah. And what up, Big Draft Energy? So he said Ingram is a fade for him. So Ingram is going right behind Waller. easy, bro. Waller right above Friar Muth, ADP 85. I'm okay with him if the in the deeper leagues, but and when you get to more shallow, like ten or twelve, like I feel like Ed Ingram's a fourteen team league play. Like you add Calvin Ridley, and you, they talk about wanting to emphasize the, the pass catching running back more. I'll believe it all when I see it, but these are all things that that really hurts Evan Ingram. And he's not really a tight end; he's a he's a glorified big slot. You know if, what I mean? If he can stay healthy, because that's always really been his issue. I feel like he last two years, right? Is it two, three years now, straight seasons? Yeah. And he was lack of options. Maybe that could be the excuse on why he got more volume last year. But they don't have him block or anything. That's the one thing that I just like about yeah, him. But they line him up in the slot. If you look at it, Trevor Lawrence's, he favors. He's always targeting who's ever in the slot. Yeah. goes all the way back to college. And so if Evan Ingram is, I mean, are they, they going to run? Like, not, do, hold on. They're not going to not do that. They run 12 personnel and they yeah. have blocking tight ends. Yeah. They did but, that last year, even with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm saying, though, you still got, who's their other tight end? You know what I mean? Like, wasn't, it Whack Ar- wasn't it Whack Arnold or what's his name? Yeah, I like Whack Arnold, but he's not, I don't know if he's, but he's more of a blocking tight end. That's why it was good. I, I want to know this other guy is like a, a blocker. Because oh, well, it's not going to be strange. It's not going to be too much strange right away. It's probably going to be. I think the best reason to fade. I think every, I think Harold guy. Every Ingram is pretty obvious, though. You know what I mean? It's pretty obvious. He's going way high. Last year it was dope. He was one of my targets. You can go. That's why I like that we do these shows. You can go on record. I was like, he was one of my late round targets when we did this show last year. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was free. Funny. 
how my ideology will change immediately because it's not he's he, he, it was because he was so free and he actually far out produced his shit and then the honestly you can even make an argument that hey he's paid now they're gonna use him you know what i mean there's no way they pay him and they're yeah. not using him like they did but i don't know i'm just gonna stay that's what i'm saying health is probably yeah. like his biggest thing yeah he got paid now he now he's gonna make business decisions if he gets hurt but. yeah I don't think I, I, it's where he's going. Why I don't like him that much because I still like him as a talent, but it's, he's got to drop. I got to get him somewhere like in the t- like after the double digit rounds start kicking in for me to feel it's a value. If I knew Evan Ingram personally, every time he walked in a room, I'd just throw something at him. T- yeah. Tino, he said, "Okay, since we started this, let's just talk all time great, Jason Witten." <laughs> now you're gonna tell us about the game where he played with a broken jaw. <laughs> and Tino said Kittle equals Jason Witten. I'm not I mean, mad at that. That's high praise, but don't you ever disrespect yeah. Kittle like that again, okay? Hey, hey, you two mania in the house. What up, homie? <laughs> hey, Tino's cracking up. Yeah, that's like a that. Hey, all the hey, rule. <laughs> And That's all my Sagittarius out there. It's funny because I always hated on the Cowboys, but like you can never really hate on Jason Witten. Like he because he was always a top-tier tight end. Okay. I agree. Until he got in that Monday night booth. He was like, yes. Oh, I, yeah. We're hating like, on him now. <laughs> Damn, he was terrible. I'm of the mindset though, most just players in general. I feel like they just should not go to color commentary right away. I think they need like more practice of just public speaking before they get into that role. They threw him right into the lion's den. How come Steve Young worked for ESPN for so fucking long and they did, but they only had him as like the pregame warm up guy? You know what I mean? Because he probably wasn't good in long, probably wasn't good in long. Probably wasn't good in the booth. And they're probably just paying for him for his to have his name on the docket. More than anything, like he barely had speaking time. What's that dude's name? Help me out here. Booger. Like yeah. they're like, okay, we're gonna put you with Jason Wynn and this other guy. But you, Booger, <laughs> in a golf cart. They're picking the golf cart and there'll be zero chemistry between you and Jay Witt on <laughs> great television. They're picking the I, wrong. I, I, if that's what they were aiming for, they nailed it. Cause that shit was fucking hilarious. They're picking the wrong minorities is what they're doing. Like Booger, like yeah, he's got like insight and stuff, but he's not like, he's not entertaining. His me. name is Booger. <laughs> I, I feel like that's. I, mean, I feel like that's racist that they hired him. It was uh, the, re- uh, the re- uh, uh, reverse uh, uh, racism. We need a Bubba. We need a Chin. We need a Booger. Some. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, if you look, at look at how they're they hired. I'm not saying they're wrong for hiring minorities because they should, but when you hire someone who like sucks and doesn't do a good job, or you don't put them in the right position, like then it just comes out. It's funny. It's funny about that. It's just keep hiring those poorly qualified white folks. Then you know what I mean. See, that's you know, what's trying to dress up with some minorities, and they suck. That's what sucks. Continue with them sorry ass white boys. And see, you know what? And see, and that's where I'm like a little bit split because if you're just going to get some stuffy guy, have a mix of minority and white folks, but find some guys who got a little bit of charisma. Like they're out there. Like finding 
like finding the minority white guy, the rare Pat McAfee. Greg Olson. Yeah, Greg Olson. But see, okay, how about this too? Think about guys like, <laughs> like Greg Olson. Like he, he's really good. And it's we commentary. Like, okay, Tony Romo, only outside of fantasy couldn't stand him, but for fantasy he was awesome because they're gonna be like losing a lot because they suck, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're gonna throw it a lot. Loved him for fantasy. And then I loved him for reality too, because he let all the cowboy fans down routinely. But it was all about him in that booth, bro. Damn, he was dope. Tony Romo was dope, bro, in the booth. It's funny. Everybody keeps saying, what? Oh, well, they say he's a drunk now. You're they, 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 they like to say he's a drunk. I think that he has gotten steadily worse every single year. Like, he's gotten... It's like he's farther removed from the game because you notice in year, like, one, he was out there calling every single play. He wasn't missing. It got to the point where he started missing, and now he doesn't call out every play. I, I like, don't know. That was one of his claim to fame. I feel like uh, they're getting told. Okay. Anything Maybe, anybody can have a near. Here's I'm gonna trump. I'm gonna trump my own thought right here. Because I was just about to say, maybe it's the networks. Hey man, let's try not to call everything. But now I'm gonna trump what I'm saying because look at Troy fucking Aikman. That guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Fucking and concussion and for life. And like he if you watch him and Joe Buck do their thing, he lets Joe Buck lead off all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's still processing shit. But right. but then concussions are real. But then he'll fuck around and he does the replays. Yeah. See, so look right here, he comes out of his break, and then the defender's coming over the top. And I'm like, oh shit, there he is. So it makes me think, oh, okay. They're like, Troy, just stop it. Wait, wait till the replay. Because he'll break down the replays like a motherfucker versus Tony Romo. He's calling every, he used to call everything when they're at the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? Well, because you know what's different? What's the big difference? Tony uh, Romo. Difference, difference of 50 concussions. Yeah, Tony Romo's had everything wrong with him except concussions, right? Probably, I'm sure he's had some. But Tony Romo was holding the clipboard. For a lot longer than mm. Troy Aikman was. Troy Aikman, he's out there playing. He's not diagnosing while he's playing, but in the film room, everyone works film. That's so that's probably where he shined. Tony Romo's holding the clipboard. He's got to diagnose while Drew Bledsoe and yeah, is out there playing. So where is Dak fall in this conversation? Of what? <laughs> I don't know. Idiocy? I don't know. He sucks. He does some pretty idiotic shit, right? He just <laughs> I need him to continue. It's an idiot statement, too, to come out and be like, all right, y'all, I won't throw more than 10 picks. All what right. Now, 10? That's still terrible. Let's hit, the, uh, let's hit the chat a little bit and see if Song's in the house. What and he said, what do you think of Jelani Woods and Redraft? <laughs> lean back on Bobby Boucher's mama right here. I don't think too much of that song. <laughs> like, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I, I do not think too much of Jelani Woods as far as, like, redraft goes. 
Big Draft Energy says Jelani Woods best tight end value in 2023 best ball tournaments. See, that's what's crazy is like our best ball tournaments, he hasn't even been getting drafted. <laughs> I, the Colts tight end position has always been shaky. And really, ever since Dallas Clark retired, like that's how long like their tight end position has been like super, super shaky. So, yeah, I'm not, I don't think too much, too highly of Jelani Woods. And, and so if we get into like the second half of the guys here, I know Big Draft Energy brought up Sam Laporta earlier. And it's crazy because, like, I feel like if I'm going to drop, like, if I'm just going to take a dart throw tight end, I'm just going to go with a Gerald Everett and attach myself to Tyler Herbert. Tyler Higby even. Like, I'm Man, just going to wait super I late. I hate them all, but it's really – Who's the one, though? Who's the one? You and I have been talking about this. If you're just really waiting for the ultimate dart throw tight end. Yeah, just, I'm easy. Huh? You're talking about G-Easy? Gerald Everett? No, 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 no. The one that we were both on the same page about. The ultimate, ultimate dart throw tight end this season. He's going – as in like the 250s, like ADP. He's not even being drafted unless it's you or I drafting him. <laughs> oh, no. You're my man, old man Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Yeah, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Hold on, where is that? Where's the thing? Yeah, there it is. Tight oh, end. Look at that. 250. That is my ultimate, ultimate dart throw. Me and Bogey have been on this ever since they got a new OC. Over there, you want to give them the yeah, insight if they don't know? Before Eric the enemy got well, – actually, right when Eric the enemy got there, I started, like, just grabbing – I was grabbing John Bates because I didn't know, like, the situation for Logan Thomas coming off the injury. I thought they might lean towards this younger guy. And then there was hype about the Tuck, uh, the Turner kid, which is Scott and uh, Scott Turner and uh, North Turner's son or whatever the fuck it is. But, like, Logan Thomas is still there, the guy who actually has a semi-bag. And they yeah. came out, and this, first of all, in the same week, they come out and they say, hey, we want to like, dink and dunk in 12 personnel our way to this motherfucking field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was basically, without saying it, tells me, you don't like Sam Howell, you don't think he can stretch the field, maybe this is his strengths going short. Boom, t- 12 personnel, we're going to run the ball a lot, play dink and dunk. And then, then in that same week, they say, Logan Thomas is going to be the guy, though, because I just had Travis Kelsey, and now I have Logan Thomas. Take that for what it's worth. But he yeah. said it. I like hearing shit like that. That's a dark yeah, throw I mean, that I could get behind. Well, people are trying to talk about like rookie tight ends. Like, no offense to people like that, but like it shows me that they're really new to the space when you're like championing rookie tight ends for redraft. That's what's crazy. It, I'm going to stop you. You know that you're a newbie and you don't. And Hold like, up. You know. I got to stop you as far as like the newbies because I've seen a lot of guys who consider themselves okay. veterans. Let me rephrase that. All you dumbasses out there. Take. Okay. New, dumbasses, new and old. Stop <laughs> going at rookie tight ends for redraft. So if you guys don't already, make sure you go follow the podcast, Fantasy Football Hustler. And we got the silver screen breakdowns tonight, 5 o'clock West Coast time. We are breaking down Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah. And don't forget about the raffle that we got going. 
to get in the raffle, you want to join the 420 crew at 420crew.org, or you could join here on YouTube. Any super chat that you do goes towards entries. We got a Lawrence Taylor signed jersey. We got a Justin Jefferson signed jersey. All of these are straight from Pristine Auction with the certificates of authenticity. And Joe Montana, and it's a Notre Dame colorway, the green for the money, gold for the honey. Someone is going to get a super dope jersey. We're going to be doing the raffle the last day in Vegas. So that is going to be the August 20th that we're going to be doing the raffle. So make sure you guys get your entries in. Make sure you go to fantasyfootballhustler.com and then just go follow me everywhere on all social media because we're bringing a lot of content across all platforms. I'm bringing short-form content, medium-form content, long-form content everywhere. If you guys see a YouTube video pop up, I appreciate it. appreciate a comment and leave it on in the background. Help us with the watch time. We really appreciate it. And hell yeah, Derek said server screen breakdowns tonight. Varsity Blues, go watch it, man. It is it is super, super cool if you have not seen it. And if you have seen it, good excuse to go watch it. And Tino says that Montana jersey where he lifted Rudy on his shoulders. Get the hell out of here. Montana said that Rudy is the biggest fugazi in all of Hollywood football movies oh yeah rudy is a fugazi joe montana said it <laughs> and i believe it he said rudy did get in there for one play he was not hoisted on people's shoulders or anything of that nature <laughs> and this is documented information when joe montana went on the barstool sports what is that pardon my what pardon my take or whatever that show's called yeah, he went on there and he laid it down about Rudy. He said, Rudy is a big old fugazi. It's all Hollywood BS. <laughs> he's not getting behind it. He said he gets asked too much about Rudy. And he said he's got to shut it down every time. He said it wasn't like that. <laughs> all right, guys. FantasyFootballHustler.com. Go there. Go follow me everywhere because we got multiple things going on, as you guys know. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. And we'll see you at 1 p.m. West Coast time for FNT and 5 o'clock West Coast time for Silver Screen Breakdowns. Bogey and Nelly Nell in the house. We'll see you then. Peace out. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. My shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my
Okay, let's go smoke that joint.